0: I am unashamed. What about you? So we uh, got a couple of guests today. Jace is on assignment. Uh, he's out looking for new stories to tell. So we send new him out. New stories to tell. Yeah, we send him out about once a you know once every couple of months just to discover some new stories he can tell on the podcast because Jace is never going to run out of stories, is he, Dad? Ever.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what, he, he has the same ability as Uncle Si. <laughs> well, he
0: is Jason Silas Robertson, so it makes perfect sense. His storytelling too. is bar none. The greatest,
1: well, other than Cy, si, yeah. he's the greatest storyteller of all times.
0: Yeah, because he, he's because it's it's a little thing with a nugget of truth in it. But yeah. when he tells it, because of course we got Stone and we got Matt Lida, So Stone, he he, you were telling us he told the story about the uh, the Sand Hill cream. Sand Hill cream. Yeah. So then you listened to it. I listened so, to the story. So t- give us now once everybody heard it because it was a you know down there uh, Stone.
2: Our Stone I know you're you're, <laughs> up to, uh, are saying this about Cy si and, and Jace, but. Jason's stories at least make a little more sense than Sid. Well, yeah, he he, he he makes them more believable than Sid. So, Sid
0: si tends to yeah. go for the you know over the top yeah. supernatural ask yeah. type type <laughs> ending, but they both have the same ability to of storytelling. Oh yeah. So when you told me when you heard the story by Sandel Crane, you said, Well, that's not the all the way it went down. But it was it was a great story. If Jace made it really Well, good. Uh, it, nothing in there was a lie. <laughs> it was just <laughs> he made it so elaborate that you know, I don't know. But Well <clears throat> in the old days, uh Chase used to always go out of the blind on these stilken missions and all this stuff, and now that's more Jay's uh, expertise. But he would come back, and so he'd be gone an hour, sometimes more. And we'd always say the same thing. Oh, Jace, he's got a story. He doesn't have a story. He'll have a story. I mean, we always knew. And sure enough, he'd get in and say, well, boys, and here we go. He would tell this elaborate tale. Oh, yeah. He was he was talking about how we had a conversation with the
1: Sand Hill Crane, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know,
1: back and forth. That's- well. I never heard the Sand Hill crane. He wasn't talking back. He was just
2: flying around in a circle. We heard him in Texas is where yeah. he got that. We heard him when they're yeah. flying over in Texas. And I said, hmm. Yeah. But every once in a while now, they even show up here. So, yeah. shocker, Jace
0: was doing all the talking to the Sand Hill crane. Well,
1: crew. actually, it was me. I just looked at him, <laughs> And Jace looked at me and, oh, evil eye, he started laughing, you know.
0: Oh, that was when we talked about evil eye, yeah. which we tried to change his name to Wild Eye because Wild eye, yeah. Jace doesn't like the word evil in someone's nickname. <laughs> so <laughs> we
2: have that. I heard story. Stone call him that, but I didn't know what his name was. <laughs> well,
1: uh, uh, said, again, that? he said, that's evil eye. A, here's now. another ladder so story. The truth
2: of the matter is, last year
1: was the first time evil eye showed up hunting with us. Mm-hmm. He came with with Kyle Hughes, who's a friend of ours, who deals with yamaha Yep. so anyway evil eye shows up and he's looking around he's only got one eye the other the other one's a glass eye and uh phil we were trying to get in the blind and phil looked back here and says don't get old evil eye in the blind down there and make sure you don't poke that other eye out and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we laughed and carried how did he lose it? that eye by the way i forgot he told me a hundred times but i forgot because uh but he laughs about that story, hmm. and he don't mind
0: us calling him evil eye. His name is Les, and he did listen to that episode mm-hmm. and loved it. Right? Oh, because we it. talked about Jackie Lemon and all that. Oh yeah. So so this so Matt is in town. You actually Matt works for a, a company called Nine Lines, yeah, which we've mentioned on podcasts mm-hmm. before. And I was trying to think the first time I met you, Matt. We were uh, our mutual friend Graham Allen. We were doing a show oh, yeah. with him on plays. Oh, yeah. and so our production company was doing some pilots with him. And so it was Chad Prather and you and
3: Graham. Yeah. What you don't know about that, Al, is we're standing there getting ready to film that day. And um, me and Chad are standing beside each other. And you walked up and you said, hey, guys, I'm running over here to the convenience store. I said, uh, y'all want anything to drink, snacks, or whatever. And I said, yeah, I'll take, a, take an energy drink or something. And you went over to the store. I looked at Chad, and I said, God, that guy looks familiar. Chad goes, I know. He sure does. I said, who is that? I said, how do I know him? I said, we must have run across at a trade show or something at some point. And Graham walks over there, and he goes, "Uh, y'all know who that is, right? I said, no. Who is it, man? He goes, that's Alan Robertson from Duck Dynasty. And I go, what? He said, yeah. I looked at them, and I said, Boys, we have made it. And he goes, What do you mean? I said, We've got Duck Dynasty going to get us snacks. We're going to get, going to get coffee. Well, I said, you know, it was pretty good. So
0: we had, we were doing that, we were filming these pilots. And of course, it was kind of, we were just starting a production company. and I knew a lot about production from doing our duck call videos mm-hmm. and, and, you know, me watching the production of our show, but I didn't know a lot about it. So we had Seth and a lot of the other guys there that mm-hmm. kind of knew all the technical stuff. So I didn't, you know, I w- technically I was the boss there, but I didn't know what to do. So I was like, I, I can go, I can go get some coffee or whatever. yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, I, I, w- became, I was a little bit of everything. I went viral on that, uh, <laughs> that episode too. And I didn't realize that I woke up one morning, my phone blew up and I said, what in the world's going on? Everybody's texting me. You were on Fox news this morning. <laughs> And I said what? And I looked, and Graham had done a session that morning, and they had played the clip of me saying that parents need to whip their kids more at Walmart, and they, you know, they'd be a little bit better off in this world. And, uh, that was uh, that apparently ruffled some feathers with some people, and uh, but for the most part, people agreed with it, and right. uh, so yeah. it's, it's biblical. Oh, I absolutely spared the rod, spoiled the child. My daddy lived by that verse. <laughs> <laughs> so did mine.
0: And I always say that, you know, I never, now Jace would argue, of course, so I'll argue for him, I guess, since he's not here, that I never got one I didn't deserve. And, and Dad missed some opportunities where oh. I deserve some. So, I mean, I, I was never treated unfairly. Every one I got, I deserved them and, and missed a few more. But Jace, he's got a couple of tales of, you know, no, he the, was the inner age.
2: Seriously, don't, under, don't uh, appreciate discipline until you have your own children. Correct. Then all of a sudden, the chickens come home to roost. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the
1: best stories of all time was when Phil lined y'all up on that car and some old boy, and nobody knew, got he got in there with y'all.
2: and. <laughs> <laughs> he has lined up, light on the back of a big old. I market. knew three out of four of them with that full little teenage drunken spree we the night before. Uh, and the parents of one of the guys said, I wish you could go down there and tear his butt up. And I said, so you don't mind me striking your child with a the belt? They said, he needs it, but we, we're too afraid to try. Oh, I said, well, let's get down there and get him rounded up. Well, one guy just happened to be there with him. I said, son, they were going bending over the car. Three licks for everybody for getting drunk. And the last one walked up, looked at me, I said, I don't know who you are. I said, But you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Bending over that car. Shockingly, he never came back. No. Forty years later. You lose friends. I was up there forty years goes by and this guy walks up and he says, he said, Phil, you remember me? I said Everybody says that, you know. I said, Nah, your face kind of look for me. Who are you? He said, I was that fourth man in that butt whipping that I care for you. He said, at the time it made me mad and he said i tell you what that old coot he said but 40 years later i'm here to tell you i needed more of that that's right yeah. <laughs> he said but i'm on track now i'm just letting you know I, i'm back on track and he, he said showing no drunkenness so went. 40 years later he proved proved the correction right he was he
0: uh, wound up in the air force and yep. the same thing happened to me he came up to me and he was, i was looking at him and you know that's a long time to go by oh because yeah because we were young and, uh, I but never,
3: some things you remember.
0: <laughs> we've never forgotten that. And he said the same thing. He said, you remember me? And I was like, oh, you look super familiar. And he told me his name. And I was like, oh, dude, I hadn't seen you since we all got whipped on the back of the car. You know, So that was the first lead in. And I said, what have you been doing? He said, well, I got into drugs and a lot of problems You know, after all that. And he said, then I got lined out, got in the Air
2: Force, and you know, got his life lined out, which was really cool. But he was the
0: same thing. He was
2: appreciative. You yeah, know. By the way, a guy showed up yesterday. And uh, he's worked, he he is uh, a member of the Air Force, and he's stationed in, at Barksdale, which is about 10 miles south of Dixie, where we spent about 10 or 12 years when I was being raised as a boy. So the old home place. Dixie. The old home place. Yep. So, uh, but, but he's stationed at Barksdale, but he came all the way over. He said, I want you to baptize him, Mr. Robinson. He said, I've been following your podcast and all that. I said, yeah, I'll do that. That's good. So, that was a good deed. Yesterday, several more, but he was one of them. Right.
0: Well, I think we all need to talk about what happened yesterday. I was, that's what I want to talk about. Cause, so we, we set this up, I think, in the last podcast, we one of the last couple of podcasts, we talked about the, the whole setup about the veteran hunt and how much we appreciate, you know, getting to do that where you get that extra day after season. So when typically there's a lot of ducks still around and we can't hunt anymore. So uh, the, the authorities have
2: allowed the veterans and the youth to have an extra day. So, by the way, that was the first time as a duck hunter over the last, you know, six, 60 years. That's the first time I've ever seen that. Give the veterans a, a a duck hunt day. Yeah. So Which, whoever pushed that through,
3: Jay. Well, said Jay's he,
2: claims he did it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. Well, if he did, we appreciate. <laughs> he it. said, we appreciate no, it. "I don't
0: know <laughs> if it Talk was." I Trump's. don't know if it was my conversation with Don Junior or not. But all I'm saying is we had the conversation, and then it happened. So <laughs> <laughs> you put two and two together. So right. I
2: had to hunt go, Stone? Oh, well, hey, tell us
0: who, who. Tell us who all you had, because okay. because and you're you're probably going to have to explain. The Uncle Si We haven't talked about Uncle Si's Having COVID On the podcast But okay. I know y'all Talked about it On your podcast <clears throat> yeah. So tell us the story So Si Has been out of commission
1: For about A month now No duck hunting And that man Lives and breathes Duck hunting He loves it Loves to have fun So it's just killing him He's stuck it, at home It really depressed it, him it, it, al- it depressed him It <laughs> almost killed him It did For about three or four days I was worried That he didn't have The strength Or the will to get out of bed,
0: because he had come out out of COVID, been in the hospital for about five days. Yep. He was doing really good. Mm-hmm.
2: Too many Winston's earlier, so he well, had bad lungs. bad lungs. Bad
1: lungs, and he was he was struggling before COVID. Now right. he he would get winded just walking to to the 4 wheeler, and he told me he said Stone, he's I'm like that old Chris Stapleton song. I ain't got nobody
3: to blame but me. Something <laughs> <laughs> of my preacher says. He goes, I don't yeah. know if smoke going to send you to hell, but it might kill you a little earlier than what oh, you're supposed oh, to yeah. be. it <laughs> <laughs>
1: just send you somewhere
3: quicker than you want to. Yeah.
1: But uh, he, then, he, then he said, hey,
2: no regrets, son. I'm ready to go. I said, I know it, but I ain't ready for you to go. So but I'd you be, and uh, what's the other guy? that Philip McMillan. Y'all Y'all got together and made sure he was being fed. Yeah, and he get get on his medical regime, whatever they wanted him to do. How'd y'all, oh yeah, what y'all do? Just barge in there and yeah. Camp-
1: Philip moved in with him. I, I came once a day and brought him his lunch and made sure he took his medicine on his oxygen. Philip moved into him when things were looking their worst. Yeah, when things were looking bad, like he he wasn't gonna make it out of it. Philip moved in with him. Made him eat,
0: made him drink, made him take his medicine. So Philip, for the audience, is size kind of right-hand man. He travels with him, sets up all of his appearances and stuff like that, and a wonderful guy. He's on Duck Dynasty. He was the MacMillan, the villain on Duck Dynasty. And
1: John and Paula Godwin came over (laughs) and spent multiple hours making sure he knew how to operate his oxygen machine and all that was because uh Paula's proficient with that. Yeah,
0: respiratory therapist.
1: And uh, But anyways, we got him lying back out in that sucker. He made it. Oh, he made it.
0: <laughs> so this hunt, really, um, we were calling it because Jay had taken Cy si down south mm-hmm. and whacked some blue wing teal right before he got COVID. Yeah. And then he got COVID. So then now we're all worried that was his last hunt with this. So this veteran's hunt turned out to be sort of the resurrection oh, yeah.
2: hunt for Cy. Si. I did ask him, i said uh at any time during your ailment and with your bad lungs did the resurrection cross your mind he said oh it was right there <laughs> <laughs> right there <clears throat> oh, yeah.
1: well actually when we went down south he had it when i picked him up yeah he'd already had because i could tell he was someone right it was mm-hmm. peaked you know yeah. and he wasn't laughing and carrying on like he normally does he's just sitting there but he was gonna go tail hunting yeah he was gonna go i said so Sai, we can stay here he said no no let's go and we he'd he stand up pop, sit back down he'd stand up bom, 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 sit back down it wasn't none of that i was three for three four for three like he normally does
0: you know what it was it was just like me when i had my ruptured appendix and, and went hunting that oh, last yeah. time before i had to go get fixed i was like i couldn't even shoot i just sat there and <laughs> jeff said dad Al's not looking too good he's kind of gray And Dad said, what time is it? Somebody said, 9.30. He said, let's get them to 11. Then we'll get away out of here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know your appendix had blown up. I was dying, but, you know, other than that. Hang
0: on, on Dad. Let's take a break. So, uh, Lida, have you ever uh, done these uh, Ancestry DNA? Have you ever... Try to check out who who, who you're. Back. I've
3: been uh, thinking about it, but I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, uncovering the past can sometimes send <laughs> me about uproot it. the present. So, <laughs> me, I've done a little ancestry
2: DNA.
0: Oh, I've heard. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I mean, our family. You're was... Who? I'm yours. I'm like okay. Our family was hugely impacted by ancestry. D- uh, dot com. Uh, AncestryDNA.com Were
3: y'all sponsored by them before?
0: You know, I, I don't think we were uh, You know, maybe it was because
3: Y'all are the poster children <laughs> we now are. of Ancestry Because yeah. An-
0: Ancestry.com Where the chickens come I'm home
1: to, to roost yeah, yeah. Right.
0: So in our case It really worked out great We found out we had a sister Which is a very interesting story You can see more on the podcast so if you you know, obviously you may not have find out you have a sibling uh, or a son or a daughter, but it is pretty interesting to find out your background, your heritage, and all these different things like this. So if you'd like to check these guys out, start exploring your family story today. You head to ancestry.com slash Phil. Ancestry.com slash Phil to get your Ancestry DNA kit and start your free trial. That's Ancestry.com slash Phil.
1: Well, you know, Cy si
0: had a heart attack
1: in the blind. And about ten years same ago same thing the happened. You know, he's he just kinda lay there and and uh, somebody said, Cy, si, were well, you all right? He's like, No <laughs> and, uh, so I, and somebody said, Well we need to get Sy si to the bank. Phil's like, What time is it? <laughs> 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 Trust
0: me, you don't want to come down with anything in the blind. Uh, <laughs> That's so not your best. Cy si
1: and that dog had a heart attack on the same hunt. Remember, Jace Jace went after that, that crippled Mallard Drake, mm-hmm. and that dog tried to keep up with Jace. And about that 10 was, minutes later, we heard. That was biggest, heard.
2: Biggest, that Oh, dog. yeah, we heard. It. it was that dog. She was just up in between some privets. Yeah. That's a tree. And she was just sitting there, and I thought. She'd made it right there, as far as she goes. As far as she goes, she never got over. That was it. Mm-mm. Wow, you had a heart attack. I didn't realize that was heart attack. <laughs> yep, her and si had one the same day. <clears throat> it was a rough morning of
1: wading falling, yeah. and was <laughs> it was.
0: rough All right, so tell tell the story of the hunt. Of course, like, uh-huh. who all
1: si was okay. on the hunt. So size this is size's first hunt back. Yep, since COVID, um we had Matt, his brother Jr., who was fixing to retire from the Air Force. <laughs> 30 30 years. 30 years. And I have to
0: admit, when I saw him, because I I was looking at – John, which you'll describe him at, but, and I thought, well, that must be his brother because he looked like he was your age. Like I was, I was looking for like the older 10 year older That's what,
3: uh, that's what the Air Force does for you. <laughs> 30 years in the Air Force is like a couple of years yeah. in the Army. Yeah. <laughs>
1: stole
0: no, to you.
1: Not, not a lot of stress. <laughs> yeah. yeah you go through the Air Force encampment, you're looking around, you know, everything, you know, looks like this. I'm well, saying, I told you
0: I right, said, so what, what did you go in when you were 14? He said, well, 17. Oh, like, yeah, I said, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: I think my, I think my parents had a sign or something yeah. like that yeah. for him. So
1: anyway, so we, we had JR, then we had, Two of my buddies that served with me in Afghanistan, Mikey Pierce and Daniel Freeland, and, uh, Awesome guys. Love to have a good time. Didn't
2: you have a major in the Marine and, and
1: lastly, we had the major. <laughs> Old John. Old John. And look, he's square jawed wild eyed, had a
0: big cigar in his mouth when I saw him.
3: He's sitting there the whole time just with a cigar in his mouth and that blind. <laughs> oh, no. he looked like the kind oh. of guy you still wouldn't want to mess he, with. No, no, no sir. He, but he's uh, got a heart of gold. He, oh yeah. Uh, and he prayed over the uh the, the second hunt, wasn't it, or something oh, yeah. like that? Yeah. And, and, well,
1: no uh he asked me to pray for the second hunt.
3: Yeah. Yeah, the first hunt he prayed over. First
1: hunt he prayed over. Yeah, like that. Nobody got hurt. Of course, yep. there was shotgun barrels waving around, you know. <laughs> but uh, we had a huge time. Now that morning, now, yesterday's duck hunting weather was terrible. Cloudy, no wind, still, still, everything's yeah, real loud, you know. So it's hard
2: to get ducks to decoy. Yep. in, in uh, weather like that. I got ready to persecute the brothers <laughs> where I was meeting on the <laughs> Sunday morning. You should I have been out, down there at that block. <laughs> I walked out there and I sat down on the porch. I sat down on the steps on the porch. I'm just mm-hmm. sitting there drinking coffee. And Ms. Kay said, what are you doing? We are thinking to leave in about 15 minutes. I said, I'm listening for gunfire over <laughs> on the Privet Hole. I said, I just heard around. I said, they killed a few ducks there. Because yeah. uh, our account was... Uh, about seven eighty-seven. We talked about that, which we'll yes, talk about that. So in I a said, "You boys might push us over the eight hundred <laughs> mark." Well, they, before the smoke cleared, how many did y'all end up with? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Ooh, you got yeah. thirteen and many to
1: spare. Oh yeah, we got them oh, yeah. all right. But the morning hunt was pretty slow. They would kill ten, so we needed uh, thirty-six to get our limit right for the day. So we came in. Had a lunch. Phil cooked us some of his
3: famous fried burgers. Hey, what about that? Let me tell you something. Those burgers were talked about um, the entire time we were in the blind. Um, You know, I was – I did the right – my mama raised me right, so I didn't eat too much. You know, I only had four of them. (laughs) (laughs) Every time Phil would make them, I just – I'd look around if nobody in line. I'd just walk up here and give me another one. <laughs> I got
2: four ahead of them, and I said, all you can eat, when you get tired of eating, we shut it down. Let's go to the meat runs out or y'all run out. So I'm, I'm cooking four at a time. You know, we got a smoke going in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh,
0: it's a haze. Oh, yeah. when he cooks yeah. We need to cook something.
2: There's something about the – I mean, they're smaller, but they got
3: that char on the outside of them. I mean, it's just a – it's a really I'm good – I'm going to be honest with you. I eat a lot. I love food, and – uh I, I, I tried to just be a good Christian yesterday. If you'd have kept cooking them things, Phil, I'd have kept eating them. <laughs>
2: I think the record is seven, I heard, but I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I could have put that. I, I could have put that in the rearview mirror. Yeah, somebody said, no cheese on mine. I said, I got you. I just, that was uh, my brother. Yeah. That's yeah. The cheese off of them. You know what We just... And I mean, they were going from here to here. I'm like, they just kept going. To finally, they just
3: like. Whoo. Well, the funny thing was, we got in there and Stone cut up everything and got all the uh, fixings ready, and the meat's just sitting there. And two different times, somebody said, "Well, do you want us to go ahead and put the patties that together?" Was, and Stone was, goes, "Oh no," he said. If you don't do touch that, anything. he said, Phil, Phil won't like that. And, uh, that we was, were hungry. That, though.
1: Was, that was the major.
3: Oh, yeah the major yeah,
1: yeah. He, i could tell he he was struggling a little bit because i know he's used to being in charge <laughs> but when he got in that duck blind and I, and i gave everybody to run through here's how it's going to happen yeah. i'm i'm gonna call the shot y'all just get under the roof and be still i'll let you know when they are coming you know he's looking down there at me i could tell he did not like taking orders from a corporal <laughs> he didn't like that he had
3: a couple of good shots then.
1: oh he oh i'll tell you one thing he was on point. He yeah. was ready to go. Yeah. Him and Sai both. They were the elders in the blind. Yeah, or Sai was down there on your corner. He never misses. He never so. say si- hey, you know
3: what? This is what I learned on this duck hunt. Okay, that's what I learned. Sinai, we are uh, we are a lot more alike than we are different. We have an older brother that gets on to us about everything and tells us we ain't never shot anything. And I've gone on a couple of hunts with my brother now, and apparently I ain't never hit a bird <laughs> according to him. That's it. But uh, old John there beside me, John was like, "Man, a pretty good shot, man." I said, "Thank you." And there was one time where I pop up. I'm the only one to shot. Duck falls. John looked at me and said, good job. My brother's on the other side. He goes, good shot, Si. Si didn't even pull the trigger. Si goes, thanks, JR. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I
2: looked
3: at I said, si. Sai. Si, I thought you were on my side, man. I said, you didn't even pull the triggers." no,
0: no, that was mine. Oh, yeah. So, you, so you mentioned older brother. So I just thought of something when Sai was in the worst of the COVID deal. So you were really worried about si, yeah. and so you, you called dad.
1: Well, actually I talked to Jace first and Jace, and I said I told him, I said, Man, I don't, he don't have the will to do anything. He's just laying there. Yeah. He said, Well, he said, Phil's the one that got him to quit smoking cigarettes. Maybe maybe you can get Phil to call him and motivate him. I don't know, it's worth a shot. So I called Phil. I said, Phil, I said, uh, I thought, I mean Jace think you need to call Si and try to motivate him to eat and drink, take his medicine. He said, Phil said, that's against the code. <laughs> I said, do what? He said, the Robertson men have a code. Out of, well, you don't ever tell your brother our cousin or anybody what they should be doing that's the code i'm like hey he said he said denfield said well i think it's time we broke the code what's his number
2: <laughs> and you caught what did you tell him when you called him i've never well, asked i basically you. said so the word is unless you at least make an attempt to get up and move around a little bit and start eating i said you quit eating and you're just lying on your bed staring at the ceiling i said i know it's rough From what I hear, I said, but he said, "I'm too tired to get up and walk around." I said, "This is the time you just got to suck it up and get up." And they they said, "If you start moving around a little bit." I mean, your lungs in pretty bad shape anyway. Right. I'm just saying, I was trying to be easy with right, him. I'm right. not, not barking at him like right. a brother does. So I just said, so I'm just telling you, I, have I ever called you and told you something like this? He says, no, you ain't never called. I said, well. I'm breaking the code. All in now, I said, I'm just telling you, man. You, I said, it's what? a bad disease. I said, we've been praying for you. I think the Almighty will bring you through it. I said, you got divine help here. And that's when I said, is the resurrection during all this looming bigger all the time? He said, oh, it's right in my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I didn't realize. He was actually, actually was, he was prepared to move on. I oh, think yeah.
0: he was. So oh, when Stone, yeah. really was. When Stone was. told me that, I realized, uh, Matt, that, that I didn't realize. Nobody told me there was that code. I mean, it wasn't like written down anywhere. But I started thinking about it. Well, you know, I've been living by the same code because I don't call up my brothers and tell
3: them. It's a natural thing because that that banter between, especially between brothers, is is something else. And I've got a I've got a sister as well. And until my brother's able to grow a beard, I've got two sisters. And um, (laughs) you know, in that blind yesterday, just I love giving my brother a hard time. He loves giving me a hard time. I looked over at and he's sitting right to the left of me. My brothers, we got John in between me and him. And I said, "Uh, "Sy," it was kind of quiet. I said, "Who's the outside of my brother?" Who's the worst hunter you've ever hunted with? <laughs> so I just kind of laughs. Everybody in the blind laughs, and it gets quiet again. he goes, hmm, probably you, Matt. <laughs> oh. And I go, come on, man. And my brother just, he ate that one up. He ate that one up. He, that one up. He, he
0: was playing along. Let's, oh, play Let's take another break. When you guys were in the Duck, Blind, All You Veterans, did uh, did the subject of men's underwear ever come up in the top? Never. In the, Never. <laughs>
3: Now, you know, I've heard
2: very little about men's underwear.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was uh, the last 50 years. No, nah, no, nah, that really didn't get brought up.
0: So I, I, this is one of my favorite sponsors because I was wearing Tommy John underwear long before mm-hmm. uh, they became one of our sponsors. So when they told us they were considering it, I was like, yes, and send all the samples to me. So Jace was like, oh, what are you talking about? It, underwear. I said, these underwear are gonna change your life, Jase, and he's like, "Oh, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard." So we get the samples in. I give it to Jace. Next time we talk about Tommy John, I said, Jace, he said, "You're right," which you rarely hear Jace ever say, right? And he was right about them. They're they're really great. They they keep they don't ride up. Like underwear do, which is why I like them. So, but again, men never <laughs> sit around and talk about underwear. I never knew Dad was still wearing tidy whities till he stepped out in the hall. And by the, it, the way, fire some, drill and I t- think <laughs> this
2: company gave me some, but somebody stole them for I wear them. Man, <laughs> well, barely, barely stole. Them.
0: They disappeared. <laughs> I will find you some more, Dad. So you can try. Them. So anyway, uh, you want to check out uh, Tommy John underwear? I love them. Uh, I swear about them. Uh, for a limited time, you go to TommyJohn.com/slash/Phil. You get twenty dollars off anything on the site. So that's really awesome. So you go right now. Because Last year, everything sold out, they said, in five days. So, you know, Valentine's Day, I guess. Tommyjohn.com slash Phil and find out how to save you some money and get some great
2: underwear. So I had figured out, let's see, uh, God has rescued, alienated from God at one time. We were all his enemies in our mind because of our evil behavior but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight. That's what Jesus did without blemish, free from accusation. If you continue in your faith established and firm, and here's what old said, said, oh, here's what I'm standing on, not moved from the hope held out in the gospel. So the difference between a, a son of God, as I is, And the rest of the world, he has hope Mm. and he knows it because you think about it, physical death may come early, may come late, but it's coming. So the bottom line is when Jesus conquered it for us, that was a big event, a big, big event. And one thing that got to me
1: when one day when I was over there, when he was pretty bad off, he looked up at me. He said, you don't have to keep me alive. (laughs) And I looked at him. I said, I know I don't have to but I want to. I said, will you let me? He said, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that to me stood out more than anything. He said, you don't have to keep me alive. And the look in his eye, yeah. it was like, there's no fear, right. no fear of death. There
3: is not. Well, i tell you what the, what he did yesterday and what you did in this whole veterans hunt. I mean, those, uh, the stories, I mean, you know, all those guys that were sitting there, they've seen him on TV and, you know, probably fans and everything else right. of him, but it, him telling those stories about being in the military and and everything it those those are going to be stories and memories that those guys and myself are going to pass along for forever with him and and to be able to sit in a in a duck blind with you know what people consider the you know a, literally a duck dynasty with the Robertson family right. um, and to be able to sit in there with him and, and do that hunt. Um, it, it it it's going to be more appreciated than he probably will ever he'll yeah. ever know. Well, okay. Let's
2: remember my man, we were we were more than happy to honor y'all serving your country, you know, and serving God too. It all come together, eat good meals, stay in the duck blind. It was a it was a great way to Well,
0: well I noticed that whenever I mean we have a lot of people at our house all the time entertaining people Hospitality. Jay's usually cooking, and we have a good time visiting. Sometimes a spiritual conversation, sometimes just laughing. But I noticed with Jay, <clears throat> when a group of veterans come in, it's a little different thing with them. Yep. Yeah, there's kind of a, and I want y'all to talk about that. The, what kind of this kind of a camaraderie? Yeah, what, the band of brothers kind of mindset. Because yeah. I, I know, and especially if you guys get to talking about. Things you experienced and, and things like that, that, I guess other people and I like just listening because a lot of times it's just you know I'm just kind of on the outside listening, looking in but really intrigued by that.
3: something so. to think about. <clears throat> Jay and I were in Iraq. you were in Iraq in '03 or Afghanistan? No, Afghanistan He was in Afghanistan in '03. I was in Iraq in '03. so I was part of the invasion. He's over in Afghanistan. We're both at that time in theater fighting the enemy away from our families. We have no idea who each other are at that point. Right. Almost 20 years later, we're sitting here being able to share stories, being able to, to, to share our love of God, family, hunting, the outdoors, right. all of those things, right? And... We have now both of us, with me working at nine line and, and, and him being part of uh this mess you guys got going over here in North Louisiana, <laughs> we have a platform that I believe God gave us to be able to share the word with other veterans. Right. That if you aren't a veteran, it's hard to have those conversations. Right. You know, even even if you're Alan Robertson, even if you're Phil Robertson, you've never experienced what Stone and I, I do, yeah, and those correct. men that sat there and ate them cheeseburgers yesterday. We had to hunt go through ducks and we're not hunted by men, life and death. No, yeah. that's the
2: whole difficulty. Well, I told game, Stone, right?
3: we came through a couple of weeks ago and I said, Hey, man, I said, I know you guys always got people in the blinds. I said, I got a couple of guys and we, you came over and, and you know, one of the guys, my buddy Zach that works with us. And I said, You know, these guys ain't never, they've never duck hunted. I said, One of them's, hunted for men, but they've never, (laughs) they've never hunted for ducks. (laughs) And, um, you know, we weren't fishermen (laughs) of men back then, but, um, it, it's, it's a band of brothers that no matter what, you know, getting on to my brother about being in the air force, what he's been able to accomplish in 30 years is, uh, very prideful. You know, we, we, we are so proud of him in our, in our home. I will never tell that to him to his face, but when he listens to this, um, but what Stone did this weekend, when this man married into this family, there was an upgrade. Yep. He brought value. Yep. And uh, and I would never tell him that outside of being behind this microphone.
2: We, we couldn't. We couldn't uh, really appreciate his particular skill sets until yeah. he got inside the family. That's right. Then he just kind of bloomed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's blossomed. Yeah. yeah.
3: But but for what he and I have experienced and gone through and, and done. And didn't know each other at the time. You know, those stories we get to share together and that camaraderie and that brotherhood without ever even really talking about it a lot. Just right. kind of, you just kind of well, know.
1: Well, Matt, tell Phil what the major does.
3: Oh, uh, so John is, like I was saying earlier, he's got a heart of gold. Um, but he uh, runs Camp Valor Outdoors up in uh, Missouri. And what he does is he takes uh, veterans veterans uh, disabled veterans, folks that are dealing with PTSD, and whatnot, takes them on hunts, and he has. Oh, so he does what he did here. I mean, yes, yeah, pretty much what Stone put together. I got you. Yeah, he does that huh. for other veterans. So, and and John's passionate about it, and uh, you know, I, I told him last night. I said, "Man, we're gonna we're gonna get you connected with uh, Duck Commander because he also <laughs> finds veterans that let's say they're passionate about duck hunting." He will go and purchase out of his own pocket duck calls for them, gets them lined up with someone that can teach them how to blow. And John's a pretty good blower, too, I think. I, I don't know anything. He's but, average, yeah. <laughs> Around y'all, he's average. Yeah. Around normal people, he's good. Yeah. But he, uh, he
2: boy, get, don't say that on there. He, <laughs> you'll get that major yeah, off yeah, over now, He's going to come
3: down here say, <laughs> average. Oh, yeah. he, he
1: cut them eyes at me. I, he said, You want me to bring my duck calls? I said, Leave them in your bag.
2: <laughs> he, uh, he,
1: he looked at me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he, ta- he takes veterans hunting and, and and gets them lined up to where they can learn how to blow duck calls and you know just learn the educational part of what you do yeah. when you're out there and, sure. and he's passionate about that yeah. and uh, and my brother is working with him now my brother's about to retire in May and he's going to do a lot with Camp Valor Outdoors as well and uh, but John John's a good old boy he's a good guy he's got a big heart and loves loves this country loves our veterans sure. he was enlisted. And then about 12, 13 years in, he decided to go become an officer. He wanted to make a little bit of money, I guess. Yeah, yeah. By
2: the way, two Marines came last year, and, uh, mm-hmm. and Stone shot a deer. And them dudes, they tracked that the deer, the blood trail, in about waist-deep water. Yep. I mean, they went through water and found the thing. Oh. But, but the Marine is, was the one to come up with them. I mean, just a tip of his horn sticking out, he finally just he tripped, went up down it. in the water. Yeah, there tripped. There
1: wasn't nothing sticking out.
2: Hang on, Jay. Let's take another break. So I never
0: got to look. Your brother was here. He had a hat on the whole time. Does, oh, yeah. Does, is he got
3: all his hair? Or is Struggling. <laughs> it is. Uh... I, I, I figured since he never took his hat off, maybe oh, he was. it's running down his back. <laughs>
0: so <laughs> so uh, we've got uh, one of our long-term sponsors been with us from the very beginning. Maybe we need to, to guide him, JR, to, uh, to keeps.com. Do they have a
3: military discount? <laughs> they <laughs> he may. may. He may need it.
0: <laughs> they may. They may. So you go and check these guys out. They're going to help you. Now, the problem is that when, once you're losing it, they can't. Put it back, so you got to get to them pretty quick, you know, oh, before you lose it. I, I think the ship has sailed, <laughs> <laughs> he may be too late for, this. for those of you guys out there losing your hair. You want to hang on to it? Uh, you go to keeps.com, K E E P S dot com slash door. You're going to get 50% off your first order for hair loss treatment. So that's keeps.com slash door, and try to hang on to your hair before it's all If you all have teenage done.
1: daughters, you start right now. <laughs> right now. Before it starts coming out. Is that what you got, Stone? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Running it three <through> your hair? <laughs> you better go quick,
0: Stone. Keeps.com. So, that
1: so, so that the, the Marine, I, I I shoot this 10-point. I've been hunting all year. He's a seven-year-old 10-point, old as the hills. I, I shoot him. I thought I made a good shot, probably a long shot. Well, he runs off in that sloop. So... I I find one speck of blood, one speck of blood, 20 yards from it. So I can't find him. So I come back to the house. Well, there's two Marines staying in the lodge up here. So I knock on the door (laughs) and, uh, Matthew opens the door. One Marines. He said, yep. (laughs) I said, you boys, good blood trailers. He said, we're
2: Marines.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a Marine. So,
1: so he got his boy who was about Hey, what a 10. dumb question. Yeah. His boy was about ten. He had him, or twelve, had him with him. And then his the other Marine, both them, uh I'm I'm talking about hardcore devil dogs now. Yeah. They're they that's the boys. So I bring them in a four wheeler. He said, All right, where's first blood? I said, First blood's right here. He said, Stand right there. He told his boy, Stand right there. He said, Where's second blood? I said, Right up here, 20 yards. So he said, You stand right there. So now we got a line going, straight line. First blood, second blood. He's wading out there in waist deep water. He said, I got blood right here. I walk over there. There's a log about this long, about that big round, And there's just a little streak of blood hmm. where that deer had jumped over that log. <laughs> he said, I got, he said, Somebody stand right here. So we had three men in a row. He takes off walking. It's pitch black dark. It wasn't twenty seconds. He picked that deer's head out of the water. He says, "Is this the one you shot?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> like maybe maybe this one drowned. We don't know. I see. <laughs> yep, that's
3: him. But you know, that's uh, the thing is when you get a bunch of veterans together, those are pretty good retrieves. Uh, we, oh, we uh, like we love things like that because yeah. you know you don't you don't get that in normal and not like, normal only that, We get
1: him back to the lair up here. I hang, I hang him up. I'm trying to. I'm I'm a pretty good deer skinner. You know and he's watching me and he said like, get out of the way <laughs> he whipped out this knife and within five minutes that deer was skinned, and quartered gutted and quartered and in the ice chest well i would say seven to eight minutes i've never seen nothing like it that hide come off that deer so fast <laughs> and uh, I've been keeping in touch with him a little bit since then. I tried to get him to come to the veterans hunt, but he yeah. was he was busy. He's still active, by the way. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's still busy. <laughs> oh, he's
0: busy. Yeah, Doing his thing. Doing yeah. his thing. So uh, one of the things that's really neat about the podcast is we get different, you know, organizations that will sponsor or have ads and stuff on there. And Jay's wearing his Black Rifle uh, mm-hmm. coffee T-shirt. They're one of the ones because a veteran-owned company – That's what we drink on the podcast. So nine lines is another interesting story. Tell tell our audience a little bit about kind of how that came to be and and what you do for them.
3: So we're a uh, veteran-owned and operated apparel company. Patriotic apparel, things that you know uh, it hurts. Some people's feelings, the things that we put on T-shirts, you know, and uh, it was kind of crazy. Uh, Phil, I brought you a shirt that I felt like uh, probably two of them that I think fit you perfectly. One is don't tread on me. Uh, and the other one is uh, family, faith, friends, flag, firearms, five things you don't mess with. <laughs> I like it. And um, that shirt's pretty much the mantra and the motto of, of Nine Line Apparel. Yeah, and this this just
2: from where you started with your your speech Uh, This uh, doesn't sound woke.
3: (laughs) We're we're far from woke. Our owner, uh, Tyler, is definitely not woke. Uh, He's a former uh, 160th helicopter pilot. The 160th, they uh, are a special operations helicopter company. So if you watch any movies, we're taking Navy SEALs in and stuff. That's the one sixtieth. Yeah. So which is kind of the logo, right? With the yeah. With the so it's a black hawk. Right. And if you look on the logo, there's a little on the helicopter, a little prong that sticks out, and that is very, that that is one sixtieth. Right. They they have that. So um, they Tyler, you know, was in the in the military. He's a West Point graduate, one of the smartest guys you'll ever meet in your life. Uh, Huge fan of Uncle Cy. And Tyler is not a hunter. He's not a, you know, that that's not his thing, but he loves Uncle Cy. Si and it, his father reminds us a lot of Uncle Cy. Si. He's the Uncle Cy si of Nine Line. <laughs> so Tyler was in the military and said, Man, these shirts just aren't great. All of our morale shirts and company shirts that are always garbage, they were never good. And Tyler uh, said, I can do better than this. And uh, he went to work and, uh, you know, bought some heat pressing machines and stuff like that and did it in his garage. Uh, just started the company there, him and, you know, his family and just, making shirts for everybody and he's getting deployed and, you know, he's got friends and family back home that are, you know, shipping everything orders. out of the garage and, and all that stuff. That's the Duck Commander story. Capitalism
2: yeah. at its best. Exactly yeah, right. yeah,
3: and he's, you know, selling furniture and selling cars and, you know, he's eating ramen and, you know, all those things, right? He's going on deployment so he can make a little extra money while he's on a deployment to be able to pay for things. And yeah. and then before you know it, um, you know, we got big time and was able to move into a 5,000-square-foot building, and that was going to be the the home. And Tyler's at, at this point at West Point as an instructor. And, uh, that's about the time I came along to the company and, uh, I always say, you know, I was the one that took us to the next level. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so if someone <laughs> wants to order something, what do they do? They, they go to, you can go to nine line com, and, and yeah, and we're inside of Cabela's and all that stuff. And I think we've got a little coupon code for everybody that's listening here for oh, yeah. duck 25, duck 25. You know, get 25% off. Save and, you some money. There you go. Yeah. But Tyler, um, you know, from there we, Moved into a building that was beside us at 10,000 square feet. And um, I came along and I remember the first conversation I had. He said, what are you going to do to change the sales team? And I'm sitting there with his brother who was working for the company at the time. And it was early in the morning. There was nobody there. I said, well, I said, I'm going to take about 30 days figure out what's going on with the, com- with the folks. I said, but overall, I said, the Lord told me that I said, if I tithe, I said, he's going to bless me a hundredfold. I said, now I get paid off of commissions here. I said, so the only way I can get a hundred fold, I said, is that the sales go up. And I said, well, when the sales go up, I said, my 10th goes up. And I said, to get a hundred fold off of that, sales have to go up again. And, uh, you know, ever since then, uh, you know, the Lord has, has blessed us. We're in a 60,000 square foot facility now, 400 acres, uh, blowing up stuff, acting, acting like a bunch of fools. We've got about 250 people to work for us. We've uh, built six fully handicap accessible homes for disabled veterans. We built a, a tiny home village for homeless veterans. It's a great work. Yep, oh, and we're awesome. doing a second village right now for tiny homes. Stone has every time we've done a fundraiser, has always sent us duck calls that are autographed and everything else for us, and yeah. you know been able to auction them off and wrap wow, them off. Wow, that's,
2: that's uh Grab one of those shirts. Uh, and adhering to the two greatest commands of the Bible: love God and love your neighbor. That's right. you guys got it down. They got it down.
0: And the good, good thing work, about is when you support these guys, uh, obviously, here's here's one of the shirts I wanted to show because a lot of people watch this on YouTube. So that was the one he was mentioning.
3: Uh, you see that on the back, and then I love this. There. How are they in the mud? Oh, I think, I think you'll test that out and let us know. Give us a full report back. They feel like it's white t shirts. Yeah, because
0: the mud doesn't show up on white t shirts. Yeah. Let's take
3: one. I'll send you a few of them.
0: Let's take one last break so obviously
2: so it's like a dress t-shirt so for me yeah that's, that, that's a church going that's, that's shirt that's one you'll wear to church so Dad. my so, Sunday meeting so my pastor blue. you see this thing right here oh that's a good look I got some hoodies I don't too. want to scare anybody yeah. that's never been washed <laughs> <laughs> and I've had this a decade <laughs> So I just hang it up let it air dry it smells just fresh so, 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 that, that, so
1: about blowing stuff up where y'all work you blow so, so we got to finish the story of the duck hunt oh. before you move on so we have a slow morning yesterday morning and weather was terrible but the the farmer next door is is had had some water holding because water the river's up and there was a pile of ducks over there and i kept telling him i said boys some ducks are right over there they'll get up and move sometime or another i said well, we just got to be here when it happens you know and uh because we're not seeing nothing in the air i mean mm-hmm. it's nothing so the major looks down there and said Brother Stone, say us a prayer to keep us keep, keep safe in the hunt. I said, yes, sir. So I said a prayer, said amen, and I'm not kidding you.
3: About that time.
1: <laughs> what, two minutes after I said amen, Are you talking about rednecks blowing stuff up. The things they went, started
3: booming. Boom, boom.
1: You know, the earth shook. Them rednecks up the hill shot, started shooting tannerite, <laughs> and they do that about once a week. And when that tannerite blew up,
3: Boy, the heavens descended.
1: Here come the ducks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the sky turned to ducks. I said, good night. I said, all right, boys, get down, so get So for
0: the first time ever, the crazy rednecks out oh, here
1: actually helped out. It actually paid off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Usually when they do
0: that during duck
1: season, it runs everything off. Right. We, we, we but, don't like
2: it when they do they that's right. like that. That's right, but
1: there's nothing we can do about it. It's right. their property. Yeah, you right. can shoot tannerite. It's America. So when that tannerite blew up, them ducks got up. Uh, off that backwater and, and the sky turned it up and we we raised up Uncle Si was down there Bum, bum, bum. Four for three. Boom, boom, boom. Four for oh. three. And them,
3: them green wing teal came in at boy. He was so, right to the left of and He goes, oh, this is what I've been waiting on. Oh, right yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've been waiting on the green wing teal for 10 years. Yeah. Shoot,
2: he that, caught it the last day. The last, on the, the resurrection hunt. hunt. The <laughs> resurrection <laughs> hunt. That's right.
1: So we piled up them green wings. I think we ended up with, uh, and it, 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 it happened fast. I think we ended up with 25. Mm-hmm. So we had 35 for the day. Uh, we I think we was seven shy of full limits. Yeah, and uh, boy, Uncle side looked down there. He said, "Boys, I shot seventy four times." <laughs> <laughs> he, he brought three boxes of shells. He had one shell left.
0: He goes, "This been that's, a good hunt, that's, Matt." That's the ultimate hunt. All but, right, we we only got a few minutes left, Matt. So I want I want to you know, as you know, because you listen to the podcast, we we obviously it's a spiritual biblical yes. contest. In the last few minutes we have here, give us a quick version of your testimony I mean how, yeah I know you had you and I have talked a lot about mm-hmm. it kind of how you made some life change and kind of what yeah. how that what that's meant to
3: so I, I told y'all beforehand I was saved uh, during my mother's first trimester with me we went to church eight days a week um, you know I love her to death and you know they I'd, I'd come in in trouble and daddy met me with the belt and mama met me with the Bible and this is actually my mother's Bible and uh, she gave this to, to my wife uh, a few years ago and it, it means probably if my house is burning, there's about three things I'm getting, and this is one of them. That's why it's called Bible Belt. <laughs> yes, yes. And the, the tear stains in this Bible are the reason I'm sitting here today, because uh, I joined the army and got away from mom and Daddy and you know, got away from the, this book, and uh, you know, went into the world and came home from Iraq. And I thought to myself, well, if I made it out of that, I'm just going to live my life however, however I want to. And and you know, my wife and I were married, and about five years in our marriage. You know, she told me, she goes, I think you need to go somewhere else. And um, I went and you know slept on a couch and came home about a week later. And I said, well, you might not like me, but I think you love me still. And I said, we're going to work on this. I said, everybody, that's, I know this got in divorce said that they did everything they could, but they really didn't. Yeah. I said, I'm going to. And for nine months, we fought every day. But I was going to church. She wouldn't go to church with me. You know, I quit. Running around, quit drinking, quit going out. I said, "I'm just going to be at home. I'm going to study this, and I'm going to pray." And about nine months after that, she decided to start coming to church with me. Our life completely changed. And if that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't be here today. Right. I was, I was, you know, just living, you know, a, a horrible life and a life of sin. And now the Lord is. When I came to Nine Line, my pastor looked at me and I said, "I got two jobs." I said, there's "One selling concrete, and one sell, selling T-shirts." I said. I don't know anything about T-shirts. I said, but I know a lot about concrete. I grew up around construction workers. Last night I looked at my brother, and my brother's a big duck hunter. I looked at him I said, boy, I'm glad I didn't take that concrete job. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, uh, and the pastor looked at me and said, I don't know about this apparel thing. He said, but you ain't going there to sell T-shirts. He said, you're doing other things. And in that journey, I've sat in front of more celebrities and athletes than I would have ever thought in my life. And every time, some way, somehow, I've been able to share my my relationship with Christ, the Word of God, with every one of them, and you know, in in my way, you know, I've sat down at you know at dinner tables, and they go to order drinks. Everybody's ordering drinks. I'm ordering water. Why do you order, order water? That's my opening to be able to have that yep. conversation. Yep. That's my ability to give my testimony, and, and because of that, you know, that's the reason I'm here. It's the reason my wife and I. Or in the you know the situation that we're in now, and I was reading this morning, sitting out here. You know, I did a little little prayer and a little bit of reading, and and in Romans chapter eight verse eighteen, I believe that this verse is great for anyone that's in the military dealing with PTSD, dealing with any struggles. It says, and this is the New Living Version. Um, it says, uh, "Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory He will give us later." So whoever is suffering right now. In this, in, in whatever relationship you have, or with PTSD, or in your marriage, or whatever, just remember that you can get through that, and and the glory that we will get on the other side, and here on earth, once you accept Him, the joy and the peace and the love that you have is completely yeah. different than anything you'll ever experience. And that verse uh, just really stood out to me this morning That's when good. I when I was reading. That's and I, it kind of hit me on that. That's good.
0: Uh, and you're right, because we've got a lot of, of vets that uh, listen to the podcast. And I get a lot of emails from guys that struggle with just what you
3: said. Yeah. So, and, and the thing is, is I, I didn't go down into an altar at a church. Right. I was on the in the back of a potato chip truck working for Frito-Lay in the parking lot of a Dollar General in Statesboro, Georgia. And I fell on my knees and I said, Lord, I can't do this alone. My marriage is falling yeah. apart. I'm falling apart. I don't know what to do. You know, Romans uh, chapter seven uh, on my chalkboard and, you know, later on in, in here, because it's talking about it, even when I don't want to do sin, I continue to do it. But it says, um, oh, what a, mer-, you know, in ch- chapter seven, verse 24, oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin? Yep. And in verse 25, it says, thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And that it, that is the answer to all problems. That's and a, every veteran that's out there, you know, no matter what you're struggling with, no matter what you're dealing with, the answer is in Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, look, thank you, Matt and Jay, well, for your y'all. service, yeah. and all the uh, all our vets out there listening to us. Uh, man, that was a quick uh, that was a quick podcast for us. So anytime you're through, Matt, always we enjoy having you. Yeah. So maybe we we'll get you back on again sometime. Oh, I didn't get to talk about Carmelo. We thank you guys, things. we yeah. really do, for your service. We really right. do. Yeah. We'll <laughs> see you next time on the show.